all that have come today, for all of those who are joining us online. Um, this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. How about you? Hallelujah. We only have one announcement, um, and that is that December 19th, we're going to have a Christmas dinner following our service. And we will only have one service again, just like today. We'll come for prayer at 10. We'll have service at 1030, and then we'll have a Christmas dinner to, that we can fellowship together in this beautiful season where we are celebrating the birth of our Savior. Jesus Christ came to live, to die. The reason he came was to save us. And that's what we are so excited about. That's what we um, celebrate. Hallelujah. Help me today, please, to worship him as we go and we prepare our hearts for this service. <clears throat> Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. There's just something about that name. Master, Savior, Jesus, like the fragrance after the Jesus, 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 let all heaven and earth proclaim, kings and kingdoms shall all pass away but there's something about that name jesus 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 there's just something about that name master savior jesus like the fragrance after the rain Jesus, 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 let all heaven and earth proclaim, kings and kingdoms shall all pass away. But there's something about that name. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. 
there's just something about that name. Master, Savior, Jesus, like the fragrance after the rain. Jesus, 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 let all heaven and earth proclaim. Kings and kingdoms shall all pass away. But there's something about that name. One more time. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. There's just something about that name, Master, Savior, Jesus, like the fragrance after the rain, Jesus, 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 let all heaven and earth proclaim. Kings and kingdoms shall all pass away, but there's something about that name. Hallelujah. Oh, there is power in that name. Oh, that's the name that saves us. The name that delivers, that frees us full. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, we give you the glory. We give you the honor. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Something beautiful, something good, all of my confusion, Jesus understood, all I had to offer him was brokenness and strife. But he made something 
beautiful out of my life. Something beautiful, something good. All of my confusion, Jesus understood. All I had to offer him was brokenness and strife, but he made something beautiful out of my life. Something beautiful, something good. All of my confusion, Jesus understood. All I had to offer him was brokenness and strife, but he made something beautiful out of my life, something beautiful, something good, all of my confusion, Jesus understood, all I had to offer him was brokenness and strife, but he made something beautiful out of my life. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, Lord. Hallelujah. You take the broken pieces, Lord, and you form them into something beautiful. You are the potter. I am the clay. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, yes, Lord, thank you for what you do in our lives. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. The mighty God is Jesus. The Prince of Peace is he. The everlasting Father. The King eternally. The wonderful in wisdom, by whom all things were made. The fullness of the Godhead in Jesus is displayed. It's all in Him. It's all in Him. The fullness of the Godhead is all in Him. It's all in Him. It's all in Him. The mighty God is Jesus, and it's all in him. Emmanuel, God with us, Jehovah, Lord of hosts, 
the omnipresent spirit who fills the universe the advocate the high priest the lamb for sinners slain the author of redemption oh glory to his name it's all in him it's all in him the fullness of the godhead it's all in him it's all in him it's all in him the mighty god is jesus and it's all in him the alpha and omega beginning and the end the living word incarnate the helpless sinner's friend our wisdom and perfection our righteousness and power Yea, all we need in Jesus. It's all in Him. It's all in Him. The fullness of the Godhead. It's all in Him. It's all in Him. It's all in Him. The mighty God is Jesus, and it's all in Him. Our God for whom we've waited will be the glad refrain of Israel recreated when Jesus comes again. Lo, he will come and save us, our King and Priest to be. For in him dwells awfulness, and Lord of all is he. It's all in him. It's all in him. The fullness of the Godhead, it's all in Him. It's all in Him. It's all in Him. The mighty God is Jesus, and it's all in Him. It's all in Him. It's all in Him. The fullness of the Godhead, it's all in Him. It's all in Him. It's all in Him. The mighty God is Jesus, and it's all in Him. Hallelujah. He is mighty. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. He is the King of kings. He is the Lord of lords. He is the Lion of the tribe of Judah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Let's give him glory and honor this morning, can we? He is our Savior. He came and suffered on a cross and died for you and for me. Hallelujah, Jesus. He is our King. He is our Lord. He is our Savior and our Redeemer. Hallelujah, Jesus. He is forever and altogether exalted. Praise God. He sits on the throne and He will forevermore. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. He's worthy of our worship this morning. He's worthy of our full attention this morning. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. Lord, we worship and we praise you. We laud and we magnify you. We heap glory and honor unto your most excellent name. Thank you, Jesus, for your presence here this morning and for this awesome opportunity you've given us today to enter into the presence of Almighty God. 
to entertain your presence, to receive of you all of your good things today. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. He's an awesome God. He's an awesome God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. He is an awesome God, church, and He is always, always, always worthy of us. Our attention, our worship, our praise. He's worthy of everything that we can give. And so much more. Praise God. Amen. Thank you for standing. Thank you for entertaining the presence of God. You can be seated for a moment. Amen. This is a special service today. Special because I'm not preaching. Amen. You guys get a, a break here. Praise God. I want to welcome uh, our guests today. Uh, we have some special guests with us, Brother and Sister Brown. Uh, they're visiting with us, uh, visiting Brother and Sister Parker, but they're here with us today. Amen. Thank you so very much. We're so happy that you could join us in worship today. Praise God. If you need anything, please ask us. We're here to minister. Praise God. Amen. Today we're going to be promoting Christmas for Christ, a CFC offering. Uh, that will be due on January 23rd. We will need that into the church uh, by January 23rd. And uh, we have with us the real deal here to promote that to us today. Amen. I like to refer to Brother Adams as Chief Potentate, Bishop, Apostle. <laughs> Brother and Sister Adams have become such very good friends of ours. We are blessed. We are blessed to have a relationship with them. Amen. Uh, but they are, I, all joking aside, they are the real deal. They are uh, North American missionaries to the city of Manaqua. God used them mightily to start a, a work there. Amen. That work is going wonderfully. I'm not going to get into specifics. I'll let, I'll let them tell everything because that's what they're here for. Amen. Praise God. So, uh, what, what an awesome opportunity that God gives the church to use all of us in specific ways. Uh, some of us are called to go. Uh, some of us are called to give so that others can go. Amen. And uh, it's going to be one or the other. So if we're not going, we can at least give. Amen. And I ask, I, I, I promote these offerings unapologetically because I know that God is no man's debtor. Uh, whatever we give to God, he's going to give back so many times more in this life and in the end, everlasting life. Praise God. Amen. So uh, let's all stand. I don't know exactly what, what format they have, but I'm going to call Brother Adams if you'd come right now. And as he comes, let's give glory and honor to God because he is worthy. Amen. Hallelujah, Jesus. Let's give glory to God today. Praise God. Praise God.
Praise the Lord. As I make myself a little comfortable up here, my voice is a little froggy, so I'm going to loosen this up a little bit, get a drink of water. So as I do that, let's camouflage that by a little bit more worship and praise here this morning, okay? Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Blessed be your mighty name, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Lord, we bless your name today, God. Lord, we lift you up today, Jesus. You are great. You are greatly to be praised today, Jesus. You are our focus today, God. Lord, you are the one who has saved us, God. You are the one who has come into this place, Lord, that we can feel and experience your presence today, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Blessed be your mighty name, God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Blessed be your mighty name today, Jesus. Blessed be your mighty name today, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. If you think he's worthy today, just give him a hand clap of praise. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Blessed be your name, God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen, amen. I'm so thankful to be in a church where the presence of God is. Amen. It's not in every church you go to that the presence of God is there. Amen. But when we draw close to him, he always draws close to us. So it's always good to be in a church where we worship him, praise him, Give him everything that we are, amen, as a living sacrifice. And it's so good to see and so awesome to see that reciprocation that he brings back to us in his presence, amen. Praise God. I believe God is here in this place today, amen, that, 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 that he's here to minister to us. He's here to heal us, to bless us, amen, to just impart something to us today. Praise God. Amen. This morning is going to be a little bit different than what I normally do. Amen. Normally, I, I, you know, many times I deep dive into the word of God and teach or preach or whatever the case may be. Amen. But I just want to impart to you guys um, our story. Amen. Our story of how we got to Minocqua, some things that have uh, happened since then. Amen. And just to kind of uh, uh, impart a burden to you guys, impart to you guys Amen. Exactly what has happened and what does happen when you give to Christmas for Christ, when you give into the work of God. Amen. Amen. It is a very real thing. Praise God. Amen. Um, I, I do want to thank, uh, thank the Beckers here this morning for their hospitality. Um, as he said, we are uh, very good friends, and uh, I, I didn't realize really how much we were like until last night. Um, I realized we were actually even more alike than what I had thought. Amen. So thank you, guys. <laughs> there is somebody like you, actually, and I'm thankful there's somebody like me. I'm not the only one. Amen. So it is, it's good, amen, to be in their presence as well. Amen. Thank you for your hospitality and your goodness. Amen. You guys have an awesome pastor. Amen. You really do. Amen. It's also good to see Brother and Sister Parker here. Amen. They, they've really spoken into our lives and our ministry over the years, and we truly uh, exponentially appreciate them. Uh, I, I don't know how many times we received a text in the morning on Sunday morning or another morning, and it is exactly, amen, what we needed at that time. Praise God. Amen. Do we have tissue up here? Because I might need that today. <clears throat> 
And my wife and son are, are smiling because they know exactly what I mean when I say that. Amen, amen. Uh, and, and it is good to see the Browns here this morning. I, I, we were kind of parked down the street, and I'm looking up ahead the block. I'm like, is that brother and sister Brown? Amen, I think it is. Amen, uh, uh, fellow prayer reps in the district. So good to see you guys as well. Amen. Amen. Well, without further ado, praise God. If you have your Bibles, let's turn to Deuteronomy chapter 7, and I'm going to read verse 9. I might be going through a couple bottles of water here, Brother Becker. You can put it on my charge account. Amen. Deuteronomy chapter 7 and verse 9. And the Bible says, Know therefore that the Lord your God is God, the faithful God. Amen. How many know He's faithful? Amen. He is faithful. Who keeps covenant and steadfast love with those who love Him and keep His commandments to a thousand generations. Amen. Now, my math isn't always the best, but I'm pretty sure we fall within that thousand generations since this scripture was written. Amen. He is still good to us today. Amen. He is still faithful to us today. Amen. This scripture still applies to us today. Amen. And if you and if you think maybe it doesn't because it's in the Old Testament, I'm going to read you a New Testament one in First Corinthians one and nine, where it starts out and says God is faithful. Amen. So if you don't think the New Testament is for us today, at least it says that in the or the Old Testament, at least it says that in the New Testament. Amen. God is faithful. Praise God. Let's pray one last time as I begin here this morning. Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for your goodness. Thank you for your blessing today. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for your presence in this place to minister, Lord. Lord, we thank you today, O God, for imparting things to us, Lord. Lord, understanding of your word and understanding of the burden, God. And I pray right now, God, that we will not leave here the same way we came in Jesus' name, God. Lord, that you would move in a mighty, powerful way today in each and every one of us, God. Lord, I pray that your anointing would rest upon each of us, God. Lord, that that favor, Lord, would be a part of our lives here today, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, we thank you for what you're going to do. Lord, as we open ourselves up to you, Lord. And allow you to be you in our lives, oh God. And Lord, we thank you, Lord Jesus, for your goodness. We thank you for your faithfulness today, God. And thank you, Lord God, that you're going to do a work in our lives today. And in our minds and in our hearts and in our souls today. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name we pray, Lord. And we thank you today. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. You may be seated here this morning. Thank you, Sister Becker. I may go through a third one. Great. We we shall see. Amen. Not that I'm going to be speaking that long, but amen. Amen. Praise God. So um, I I guess just a little bit about our family to start out. Um, We are uh, North American American missionaries from Minocqua, Wisconsin. Um, I have a wife. I have a son, Austin, who is 16. And we have a daughter, Allie, who is, uh, just turned 18 this past summer. Amen. So it's good to have uh, my wife and my son here this morning. Praise God. 
So that's just a real little bit about our family. Uh, but uh, uh, we, we started uh, the church in Minocqua in 2015 as a daughter work. And we were a uh, daughter work up until about uh, three years ago when we went North American mission status. Amen. And, uh, um, you know, it, it, a lot has happened. <laughs> a lot has happened here in the last six years. Amen. When we've been a daughter work out of a mother church and then we progressed to a North American mission status with autonomy. A lot has happened. There's been a lot of ups and downs. There's been a lot of victories. There's been a lot of disappointments. And if I can be very transparent with you all today, there's probably been more disappointments than there have been victories. Amen. But I will say when the victories came, when the blessings came, it far outweighed the disappointments and the, 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 the negative things that took place. Amen. You know, when God does something, he does it right. Amen. And there are some things that take place that are just unmistakably God, how he puts things together, how he does things. Amen. And, and it's during those times, whether it's in, uh, you know, uh, pastoring a church plant or whether it's in your own personal life or going through things. Um, it's amazing that when God shows up and he does something and you know it's God, amen, it's amazing how much strength you get from that in order to push through future problems and tr- uh, uh, troubles and trials and those kinds of things, amen, because all of a sudden you know, you realize, you understand that God is with you, amen, and if God is for you, who can be against you, amen, amen, and we are uh, no different Amen. With our church plan experience, amen, there's been a lot of ups and downs, but God has been faithful. Amen. God has been good. That's why I read the opening scripture that I, I, I read, because it shows the faithfulness of God. Amen. And, and I, I guess if I were to entitle this anything, it's that God is faithful. Amen. God is faithful. He is good. Amen. <clears throat> Praise God. Um, while I was the assistant pastor in Waupon probably about 10 years ago, um, we began to feel a nudge toward the Manaqua area. And it started out kind of subtle, and it kind of built itself up. <clears throat> you know, uh, there was momentum to it, and God began to uh, show us things in no uncertain terms and uh, sometimes in no uncertain ways that this was the will of God. Uh, you know, sometimes you think you hear the voice of God, and it's like, is this really the voice of God? You know, is this really God guiding me and directing me and, and showing me these things? <clears throat> um, and, you, you know, I, I was no different. I was thinking the same thing. Well, is this God? Does God really want us to do that, to do this? Is God really leading and guiding and directing us in this direction? And I have found that um, it is not a mistake whatsoever to get with your leadership. Amen. Get with your pastor. Amen. Get with those who are in spiritual authority above you. Amen. And so that they can speak into your into your life so that they can pray with you. Amen. In those situations. Um, and, and one such thing happened uh, probably about seven years ago, a year and a half ago, or I'm sorry, a year and a half before we actually moved up to Manaqua in the spring of 2014. Uh, we are, we approached our pastor at the time, Jesse Lovacott. 
and we, we kind of relayed to him uh, the burden that we had for Menaqua, and we felt God was calling us um, in that type of thing. And uh, Brother Lovacott, you know, he, he didn't say a whole lot. He was just kind of musing over it. Well, that's interesting, you know. And he's like, well, let me pray, pray with you for that. You know, let me pray about it. Let me get back to you. And uh, I thought, well, well, that's probably a good thing. You know, it's always good for your pastor to pray for you and offer spiritual direction. Um, all the while, in my mind, I'm thinking, well, this is kind of a mute point anyways, because I know I'm called him an aqua. Amen. But at the same time, you also have to go before your leadership. Amen. You also have to have direction there. You've got to have that uh, spiritual covering in your life. Amen. That's very important. And so... <clears throat> I, I approached Pastor Lovacott, uh, uh, told him of our burden, and he was praying for us. And one day, um, and this was in Wapan, uh, where, where we assisted, where he pastored, and he actually worked in the Valley area, in the Appleton area. And uh, it, it was not too long after that that we approached him about this, that he was driving back from work, and he was praying about the situation for us, and you know how they have those billboards on the side of the road and they change the message? You know, it's not a set billboard, but it's an electronic billboard. Well, he was saying as he was passing by this billboard in Oshkosh, not in the northbound lane, but in the southbound lane, all of a sudden this message flashed up on the billboard that said, come to Manaqua as he was praying for us. And he told me about that, and I didn't believe him at first. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, are you serious? Are you, because he, for those of you who know Pastor Lovacott, he likes to joke around. You know, and I'm like, you're, you're, you're kidding me. You're just messing with me. He's like, no, it really happened. I'm driving down, you know, you would think it's in the northbound lane toward Manaqua, but it's in the southbound lane. And just as he's passing, all of a sudden it changes messages, and it flashes up on the billboard, come to Manaqua, and it's flashing right in his face as he's passing by praying for us. Amen. Amen. Well, that was one such situation. I'm like, well, maybe we are called to Manaqua. <laughs> But I wasn't quite sure yet. You know, my wife always says that I need a baseball bat upside my head for God to show me something and know in certain terms that, hey, this is what you're supposed to do. And uh, I, I, I kind of agree with that. I, I probably do need a spiritual baseball bat upside my head to really for it to really sink in. Um, and that's probably not a good thing. You know, I'm not trying to puff myself up. I'm probably bringing myself down by saying that. But it's the truth. You know, we all have faults. We all have pros and cons about ourselves. But God can work through those things as long as we are faithful to him. Amen. As we are faithful to him, he can be faithful to us because he is a faithful God. Amen. And so there was that situation. It wasn't too long after that, or maybe it was before that a little bit. I'm not sure that, you know, we were speaking with a friend of ours. Some of you may know him, Brother Jimmy Ogle. He used to be in the district. He moved away. And uh, did not know what I, what I wanted to talk to him about whatsoever. And uh, I, I called him up one day, and I'm like, can I talk to you? You know, there's something I want to talk to you about. And like I said, we had not talked to him about this, never, you know, gave any inkling whatsoever of what it was going to be about. So we showed up at his front door. He opened his door, and he had a sweatshirt on that said Manaqua right across the front. Out of any city in the entire world, he's got a sweatshirt that says Manaqua on the front. <laughs> and sec, uh, baseball bat number two. 
And I'm just thinking, God, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> I'm like, well, I'm going to talk to him anyways. <laughs> so, you know, we walk in and we start talking about it and, you know, this, that, and the other. Uh, but, but we find it's like, you know, God can lead and guide us and direct us. Sometimes he's not that obvious. Sometimes it's that still small voice that we need to learn to follow the voice of God and the voice of our leadership. Amen. But God's voice is there in there somewhere. Praise God. We just need to learn to discern it. But at that time, because I was not very uh, discernible, I suppose God had to use obvious things like that. Uh, not just spiritual, but physical things like, hey, little dummy, you know, open your eyes. It's right here. Pay attention, will you? And so uh, it's like, why? Well, I, I suppose we should pay attention. And considering the circumstances, uh, we probably better listen to God because this might go worse than better if we don't listen to God. So we're just going to follow the leading of God's spirit and his voice. Amen. So with that said, just a couple months later, um, in, the, in the summer of 2014, we put our house up for sale after, uh, once again, speaking with Pastor Lovacott, our uh, presbyter at the time, Pastor Pace, um, and getting that, that counsel, amen. Uh, we put our house up for sale, and I'm thinking, you know, in the market that it was in 2014, uh, this house is going to sell nothing flat. We got a, you know, bottom dollar to sell it fast so we can get up there. Guess what? It didn't sell. Not not right away like I thought. <clears throat> and uh, uh, to help us sell it fast, we actually got uh, literally at the time the best realtor from the best realtor company in the entire area. I mean, she was the best. As a matter of fact, um, I mean, she had been in it for so long. Our house was going to be the last house that she was going to sell and she was going to retire. I mean, she was top notch. And uh, it took forever for that house to sell. And I'm like, what in the world is going on here? And I, I began to realize, you know what, just be patient. This is, if this is a God thing, God is going to allow it to happen. I, I, you know, I, I, I found out and realized that if you push things, it's not always the best thing. But just let go and let God. Amen. Let God do it in his timing. And um, uh, after speaking with Pastor Lovacott, Pastor Pace, um, we felt it uh, a smart thing to do at that time for us to transfer from the Wapan Church to the Fond du Lac Church as kind of a springboard up to Manaqua. And so when we transferred over to Fond du Lac, Pastor Pace looked at me and he said, I feel of the Lord, I feel strongly that you're going to be here one year before you leave. And I'm like, there's no way. You know, I, I was respectful. I'm thinking, you know what? Okay, that's great. Um, and all that other good stuff. But I'm thinking in my mind, there is no way our house is going to take a year to sell. But would you know, almost to the day, it, to the day, it was one year that the house had sold. Amen. Amen. It pays to be under that spiritual covering. Amen. And follow the man of God. <clears throat> Amen. Amen. Praise God. You know, um, I, I, I found out, too, you know, that there's many times um, there are some things that our leadership knows about, whether in the physical or in the spiritual, that we do not know about. Amen. But they've got this inside information, if you will, because they're the pastor of the church or because God is speaking to them and showing them certain things. Amen. I, I, I have found that it's very smart. Amen. To, to follow your leadership. So um, after we transferred to the Fond du Lac Church in August of uh, 2014, 
Um, you know, like I said, we put our house up for sale. We were applying for jobs. Um, I was applying. My wife was applying. Absolutely nothing happened with a capital N-O-T-H-I-N-G. Nothing happened for one full year. And I'm thinking, well, one of these three things have got to break. I mean, I got to get a job. And I wasn't even looking for anything special or specific. I was just looking for a job that would be sufficient for my family along with my wife's. And so I'm thinking, you got to get a job within a year. Either me or my wife or the house has got to sell. One of the three has got to happen. Nothing happened for one full year until July of 2015. Within two weeks, I got a job. My wife got a job. We, have, we had an accepted offer on the house. And then within two weeks, just, just like that. And at that point, I'm thinking, boy, I'm really glad I'm following the leading of God with this. And I'm following the voice of my pastor with this. Amen. Because this is working out way too good. (laughs) Amen. God is really doing something great in this situation. Amen. When it is God's timing, it can happen fast. It can make your head spin. And it did, too. Amen. Somebody like me who needs a baseball bat upside the head sometimes, my head was spinning thinking, wow, the God, God can work fast. He can really work miraculously. Amen. But when you get into that flow of the Spirit, amen, whether it's something like this, whether it's seeking the face of God, you know, you're at the altar and you're feeling the presence of God moving and flowing. Amen. If you will just give in to the presence of God, give in to the lead, leading of His Spirit, amen, there is no telling what God can do in that moment, what God can do in that situation. Amen. Whether you need a healing in your body or you've got depression or you've got family troubles, this, that and the other. Amen. God can make a way where there seems to be absolutely no way. Amen. Amen. And God made a way where I thought there was no way. I was feeling pretty down in the dumps after a full year and literally nothing was happening. And all of a sudden God opens the floodgate saying, "Okay, it's time. It's time. Amen. Amen. So we put our house up for sale, or I'm sorry, we sold our house, got got an accepted offer on the house in July of 2015, uh, ended up closing on it on the uh, the end of August, or July, we closed on it July 10th? That's right. You're being kind by saying abode. So what she's talking about... (laughs) (laughs) So after we signed the contract, before we closed on it on July 10th, I guess it was, it's like, wait a second, we don't have any place to live. <laughs> you know, um, in going up there, you know, we're probably not going to find a place immediately considering we're switching jobs, you know, this, that, and the other, if we're going to purchase. And so um, we're thinking, well, how are we going to do this? Once again, you follow the leading of God. You allow God to be God. And so... I, I got this bright idea of purchasing a camper, a very very cheap camper uh, that needed repairs. And there was this leak right above the bed that was dripping. And so it was like a Chinese torture test when we were trying to sleep at night. But we purchased this camper because it was cheap and it fit our needs, not our wants, but our needs. And so um, we bought this camper. I, I still had a, a couple weeks or a few weeks to fix it up to make it at least livable. And so after we closed on our house, we moved into this camper. And I'm thinking it was just going to be a few weeks, you know, and whatever. But I, I think my wife has the exact amount of days. 
that, that tells you how horrible it was for her. She got it right down to the day. Three months and five days we spent in this camper, four human beings and two dogs in a, in a camper without pop-ups. For three months and five days, uh, we, we had to endure this. You know, the first week was great. It was awesome. It's like, oh, we're camping. This is a great adventure we're on. And it wore thin real quick. And it's like, well, here's the sacrifice the Bible's talking about, I think. Um, and, and it was a sacrifice at times. And there are stories within that that I'm not going to go into for sake of time. But know that it was a sacrifice living in that thing for three months and five days. But God's good. Amen. His grace is sufficient. Amen. As the title of my message goes, God is faithful. God is faithful. And so after we uh, uh, sold the house, uh, we, we started living in this camper um, on a, a, a saint in the church in Fond du Lac that we were friends with. Um, they, they have uh, this big piece of land that they live on. And so we parked uh, the camper on the land. And, you know, we, we were just kind of uh, hanging out there until, um, you know, it, it was time for us to finally get going here a few weeks afterwards. And during that few weeks, our son decided to climb a tree. The, the, the last Sunday, and, and I was actually supposed to speak in Fond du Lac that Sunday night. Well, that didn't happen. Uh, four days before we officially pulled out of town to go up to Manaqua, uh, my son, who was 10, I think, he's 16 now, so 10 years old, at the time uh, is a, a athletic individual that he is, loved climbing trees at the time, climbed up a tree and fell out of the tree. There was a nail that was nailed into the tree, got his arm stuck on the nail as he's falling down, ripped his arm open. He's, he'll have a scar forever right up in this area here. And it came this close to a main artery that ran through his arm and wherever the, the main arteries flow to, I suppose, the heart or whatnot. But uh, come to find out, if he would have nicked that artery, he probably would have bled out um, in under a minute. But as he fell out of the tree, he caught his arm, tore his arm wide open, just barely missed that artery in his arm. And uh, th there was a concrete block right at the bottom of the tree. And some way, somehow, his foot got hung up in a branch or something, and he stopped. As he's falling head first, he stopped about that far from the concrete block. Amen. Amen. I don't know what that would have done. Maybe knock some sense into him. I'm, not, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But... But thank the Lord, God's protection was with him there. Amen. And God's protection was there when he missed that artery by just a real short, small amount. Amen. But I remember, you know, we, we uh, my wife took him to the hospital because I was at work. And I'm surprised I didn't get pulled over because I was living a half or um, working a half hour south of that at the time. And so my wife calls me up, say, hey, Austin fell out of a tree, ripped his arm open. It's not good. We're going to the ER. And I'm probably going 80, 90 miles an hour on Highway 41 going up to Oshkosh. Don't know how I didn't get pulled over, but God's grace was sufficient in my stupidity with that as well. Amen. And God overshadowed us. But you know what? The devil tried to keep us from going up to Manaqua. Amen. He tried to keep a church from being planted, but God saw it and interrupted the situation. Amen. Amen. He interrupted it. He intervened in that situation. His hand of protection Amen. Was on Austin. Amen. On our family. <laughs> Praise God. See, I told you. <laughs> Amen. 
Amen. God is good. He is faithful. Amen. He is faithful. Praise God. So we finally get up to Manaqua. Amen. We finally get up to Manaqua and, uh, you, you know, we, we, we park it in, in the campground that, that we were in. And uh, it was end of um, August, beginning of September, whatever it was. And, uh, you know, we're trying to apply for a house. We're trying to uh, get into a house. And, you know, we had submitted all of our stuff, even the beginning of August at the time. We found a place we wanted to live in. And um, and something weird was just going on in in the closing process. I mean, we we, we had decent jobs. We had really good credit. But for some reason, and even our realtor was saying, this is really strange. This has never happened before. This has never happened before, and we don't know why this is happening or what's going on, but they were having such a hard time closing on that loan. And they didn't know, they didn't know why it was happening or what was happening, but they kept resubmitting it. Um, I mean, it was almost a full-time job with them contacting me to submit more paperwork and this, that, and the other. Well, we were supposed to be off the campground on October 15th. They shut down the campground on October 15th, and they're like, well, you know, we're not going to really kick you off, but we're shutting the water off. We're shutting the electricity off. And I will tell you, October 15th is a cold day in Minocqua, Wisconsin. And it gets colder thereafter, obviously. And so with no electricity, with no running water, we were going to be up a creek without a paddle. Amen. So we were living in this camper on the campground, or what I used to tell people in a van down by the river, which it kind of was. It was a camper down by the lake. And so we're living in the, this condition, and, and it was getting tense and uh, frustrating and annoying because we got four human beings and three dogs trying to run around this camper, and, and the, the closing isn't working right, the paperwork's not working right, and then we hear from the people at the campground, you've got to be out by October 15th, and we're going to shut everything off, and you're not going to have survivability, basically. You're not going to be able to live, basically, because we're shutting all this stuff off on you. So... Guess where I went to? I went to the Lord. <laughs> Amen. And I said, God, I see, I've seen what you did these last few months, how you gave us everything we needed. Praise God. And all the goodness and faithfulness that you've shown to us. Amen. And how you brought us this far. And if you brought us this far, you're not going to leave us. You're not going to forsake us. Amen. You're still a good God. You're still faithful. Amen. And I hung on to that. Praise God. And so uh, earlier on in the week of October 15th, my realtor said, I think this might work out for this Friday. It was a Friday, I believe. Um, And they said, I think it might work out for this Friday. Guess what Friday was? October 15th. And I'm like, Lord, I know you're good. And I know this might be a God thing about to happen here, but I'm still nervous because I'm still a human being. And I'm like, God, show up. You got to show up, you know. And I, and I told our realtor that, I'm like, you know, hey, they're shutting the campground down. down. This has got to go through. And she's like, well, we're going to do the best we can. And we, we show up for closing day. Um, but, but before we show up at the bank for closing day, um, I, I took another step by faith. And I put um, our uh, camper on Craigslist. And I, I can't remember what I sold it for, but, but I put it up on Craigslist. And someone was interested in it, came by to look at it. And he's like, well, I want to buy it. And this is like Wednesday or Thursday. I'm like, okay, fine. We can give it to you on Friday, okay? Come back on Friday. So he came back on Friday, paid us the money. 
hooked it up to his trailer. Uh, before he did that, we unloaded everything, stuffed it in our vehicles. Our vehicles were packed with our belongings and our two dogs sticking their heads out the window trying to get out. And everything was packed in like a sardine. And my wife, my son, my daughter, myself, we're standing outside of the cars. This was before the closing even happened. We're standing outside of the, the, our vehicles on the campground, and we see this guy taking our camper away. And I'm like, it can get worse. <laughs> we are officially homeless. We don't even have a van down by the river to live in now. <laughs> I, if this closing doesn't go through, we are literally up a creek without a paddle. We're going to have to set up a tent down by the lake <laughs> on October 15th in Monaco, Wisconsin. But I knew what God did before, and I knew God could do it again. So I took that step of faith, and I think it was more of a leap of faith than anything, given the current circumstances. And so we're driving, and we are literally packed into this car tight because everything is in there. We're driving down to the realty company praying, God, let this go through. (laughs) Because if it doesn't, (laughs) I just don't know. And so we get there, amen, would you know everything went perfectly smooth. Amen. They handed us the keys to our new house. Amen. And God provided. Amen. God is faithful. Amen. We serve a good God. He is faithful. Amen. And I want to interrupt this by really saying it's a lot because of what people that are not a part of our family has done for us whether it's prayer support or financial support, amen, when you give to Christmas for Christ, when you give, amen, to North American missions, God uses that. He multiplies that. He, says, he, he sees the faith of the church planner, and he opens up doors of blessing as we take that step of faith, yes. But he also sees the faith of the one that gives, Amen. Not always the one that goes, but the one that gives, as Brother Becker said. Amen. He sees the faith of the giver, and he multiplies that to meet the need. Amen. He sees the sacrifice of finances that we give unto the Lord. Amen. It is a biblical thing. It is a biblical precept. Amen. The things that God can do with our finances. Amen. As we are faithful to him, he can be faithful to us. Amen. As we are faithful to his work. Praise God. So October 15th of 2015 was an exciting day for us. Amen. We, we, wouldn't you know, we drove straight to the house, opened the door, unloaded our vehicles, and it was the most beautiful thing in the world. I have never felt so good sleeping on a floor in my life (laughs) with the non-leaking roof where the dogs can get more than three feet away from us. It was so refreshing. It was so like, oh, hallelujah, I get to sleep on a hardwood floor tonight. This is so awesome. And it was. Amen. We, we did buy a bed later on in the week or the next day or whatnot. But it was, oh, my goodness, I had such a good sleep that night, just resting in the peace of God <laughs> and the blessing of God. Amen. One of my first thoughts was, my goodness, if we can get through what we've gotten through in these last several months, God can do anything. Amen. And it's almost like God purposely did those things to build some metal into us, to show us that, hey, in the midst of impossible situations, I am still faithful. Amen. I can still do exceedingly and abundantly above all that you can ask or even think. Amen. God is more than able. He is still faithful. Amen. 
Amen. When we got to Manaqua, I thought uh, we, we were just going to start as a preaching point. You know, uh, many times you, if there's no one in the area at all, you start as a preaching point. You start having Bible studies. You build up to a daughter work. You know, you get a group of people together, and then uh, you continue to uh, progress to North American mission status, an autonomous church. And, and so uh, when we first got up there, I'm thinking, well, we'll start as a preaching point. You know, we'll meet people. We'll build relationships. Amen. We'll start doing Bible studies. But God didn't see fit to do that. Amen. God already had a certain select people up there already that we didn't even know about now let me rewind here a little bit before we had left wapan uh pastor lovacott came to me and once again i i kind of thought he was joking but then i quickly realized he was not joking by this look on his face when he was telling me this and he was saying the lord spoke to him and said that there are going to be people up there already waiting for you I didn't know of anyone. He didn't know of anyone. But the Lord gave him a word of knowledge saying that God's going to have your Sunday school teachers ready to go. He's going to have your ushers ready to go, your media people ready to go when you get up there. Amen. Sure enough, these people started to come out of the woodwork, people that we knew, people that other people knew. Amen. And and, and we probably had about maybe eight or ten people from the get-go. And I'm thinking, you know what, let's just skip the whole preaching point and go straight to a daughter work. Amen. So once again, I spoke to my leadership. Um, I, I spoke to the mother church in Wausau, Pastor Hildebrand. Amen. And we decided to just start it as a daughter work from the get go. So our first um, uh, uh, gathering that we had was not in a Bible study. It was in an actual service in a town hall in January of 2016. Amen. And we've been having church services ever since. Amen. And God has blessed us. Praise God. Amen. But there has been a price to pay for all of that. There's been uncertainty, fear, not knowing where we were going to live, not knowing if we would have enough as a church. But I have learned that God honors his word and he is faithful. Amen. He is faithful. Praise God. And many times it's not about our ability. You've all heard that. It's about our availability. Amen. When we started out, when we started out, we had a song leader who was tone deaf. We had a media guy who was half deaf. He couldn't hear out of one ear, and it was the one ear that was facing the platform. We had a pastor who couldn't preach. <laughs> we had deficiencies in our church. But you know what? They were available. They desired to be used of God. So here we have this song leader who's tone deaf that couldn't sing his way out of a wet paper bag. He's leading songs. We have this media guy doing this in the service, turning knobs and turning him down. Amen. And I'm there thinking, oh, Lord, if this is going to work, it's got to be a God church. Amen. It can't be a human church. It's got to be a God church because there is no way this is going to work otherwise. Amen. But you know what? When you keep the main thing, the main thing, and you focus on God and you focus on his word and focus on his spirit, there is no telling what God can do. Amen. And many times he does do those things. Praise God. God does do a work. God does move in a powerful way. Amen. Amen. It's not about the ability. It's about the availability. And somehow we still had good church. Somehow we still had people baptized in Jesus' name. Somehow we still had people filled with the uh, gift of the Holy Ghost. Amen. And somehow we still had people coming back Sunday after Sunday. And somehow God still blessed the work. 
Amen. Because of the faithfulness of his people. Amen. Partly because of the faithfulness of people that didn't even go to the church. That once again gave to Christmas for Christ. Amen. That gave to church plants. Amen. God is faithful. I remember in one service, our tone deaf song leader. That's kind of mean, isn't it? Well, it's true. Our tone deaf song leader, um, he, he had back problems for many, many years. And he's leading songs, and we're, I can't remember what song it was, but it was a song about the healing power of God. And as he's singing the song, all of a sudden he just stops in mid-song. And I'm thinking, oh, he's off key again. You know, he's got to start over or something, you know. And, and he just stopped, and he just interrupted the regularly scheduled program, if you will. And he shut down song service, and he said, Church, guess what? My back doesn't hurt anymore. Amen. My back feels completely fine after having these issues for for years and years. Amen. And his back didn't hurt after that either. God totally and completely healed him. Amen. We did not lay hands on the sick at that point. We did not pray for him. Amen. He was just glorifying God as a healer. He was just worshiping God. Amen. Because of the healing power that he has. And it just naturally happened. Because he got into the presence of God and God began to touch his body. Amen. Amen. Praise God. That's powerful. Amen. God released healing virtue into his body, completely healing him. In a service where the song leader was tone deaf, where the media guy was half deaf, and where the pastor couldn't preach. In a service, in an atmosphere like that, because God showed up. Amen. Because God had grace and mercy. Because God desired to do something great among the people that day. Amen. We didn't have to have smoke and mirrors and everything else. We didn't need a million dollar facility or anything else or the greatest song leader or the greatest media guy or the greatest pastor by far. Amen. All we needed was the presence of God. All we needed was an intervention by the Spirit of Almighty God. And when He showed up, healing began to come. Amen. When He showed up, salvation came. When he showed up, peace and joy in the Holy Ghost came. Amen. Amen. It's all about God anyways. Amen. It's nice to have a building. Amen. It's nice to have different things that you can work with ministry, physical things, but you need the presence of God. If we do not have the presence of God, none of that other stuff matters. Amen. If we do not have the Spirit of God alive and well and ministering among the people in our churches, nothing else matters. Amen. Because that is the main thing. Praise God. Amen. In our first year, we started doing uh, mission promos because we wanted to be a mission-minded church. Amen. We wanted uh, to show the people in the church, hey, there's other churches just like ours. And so sometimes we would do uh, different videos on North American mission churches within our country. Sometimes we would do uh, mission promos from outside our country and foreign missions. And so we, we just wanted the people to get a sense that, hey, there, there's other churches like ours. You know, we are not the only church that doesn't have a building. We are not the only church that doesn't have a lack of funds or this, that, and the other. There are other places, other people like us. And so every week we would do this particular mission promo, and we would pick a very specific city or a very specific country. Amen. Let me rotate my waters here. Amen. Well, this one particular uh, 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 service in this, I think it was the spring of 2016, 
I don't know where I got this thought from or whatnot, but we decided to do a, uh, uh, a missions promo on the country of Bangladesh. Um, how many countries are in the world? I think there's 193 countries, something to that effect, um, in our world. So very specific, Bangladesh. So we get to church, and for one of the few times, we had this multiple times, but uh, one of the times where our media wasn't working because we're trying to feed off the town hall uh, internet access and all that. <clears throat> and, and so, you know, we, we start prepping before service, and once again, the internet is not working. And it's like, what are we going to do? And I'm getting frustrated before church even starts because the Internet's not working and this is going wrong and that's going wrong. And we're trying to set up and do all this stuff. And I, I finally told my wife, you know what? We're not having a missions promo today. That Bangladesh promo is going out the window. We'll do something else as the Lord leads. We're, we're just we're just not going to have one today. Would you know out of one hundred and ninety three countries in the world, out of who knows how many churches, regular churches in the world, from the back door walks in five to ten minutes before the service starts, a missionary from Bangladesh. A missionary from Bangladesh walks in through the back door, and I had to do a mental double take, like, wait, where are you from? Amen. This UPCI missionary walks in, and I, and I, I told her the situation. I'm like, Sister Fran, this is our situation. Can you do a live missionary promo? So instead of having a video promo, we had a live missionary promo from the country of Bangladesh. Amen. God is faithful. God is faithful. Amen. But once again, we were able to even get to that service because of the financial blessings of people who give from around the state, from around the nation. Amen. If that had not been, we would not have even experienced that miracle. That blessing in our church. Amen. And all the other things that we had experienced. Amen. God is faithful. Amen. A few years ago, the Lord gave me a vision of a lady. And I'm not saying I'm a prophet or anything like that. Uh, and this doesn't happen very often. But but God actually gave me a vision. And I, I can't remember if it was in prayer or if I was doing something. And it just came upon me. But I had this vision come very clear to me and i saw this lady running down a sidewalk in Manaqua, and it was during a storm and i i i i knew the exact place of where she was in Manaqua because i recognized it and she's running down the sidewalk on highway 51 and she's looking around and she's looking for shelter from the storm that she was in and she's frantic and she's scared and she's fearful and uh She's running down the sidewalk, and all of a sudden I see her turn in this vision, and she looks across the street, and she gets this look on her face like, hey, there's shelter over there. I know I can go there and find help and peace and an escape from the storm. And she ran across the street, and once again I knew exactly where it was. I knew this location. And as soon as she got across the street, as I saw her continuing to run where she was running to find shelter, the vision ended just like that. And I'm thinking, where in the world did that come from? <laughs> just out of the blue, it just came. Well, a few, uh, a little while later, or a few months or weeks or something to that effect, uh, there was a guy that used to come to our church that came up to me and said, hey, uh, I, I know you're meeting in the town hall right now, but there's this building that, that, that you can rent, even though it's a lot, lot smaller. 
uh, Pastor Shanky calls it a school bus because of how small it was. But, but, but he said, at least you can have it during the week. You can have midweek services. You can have all these things. Uh, you know, you can utilize it during the week. And I'm like, okay, uh, show me it. So he said, okay, follow me. And so I followed him uh, in my vehicle, and we get there, and it was the exact building I saw this lady running to in my vision just shortly before that. And I remember thinking, well, that's a done deal. I think we should probably use this building. Amen. And, and, and so, you know, it's a building that's probably about $800 a month in that area. And so I, I contacted the owner and the owner said, you know, because you're a church, we're not going to charge you $800. We're going to charge you $200. Amen. $200 a month. And I'm like, I'll take it. Deal. And he's like, you don't even have to sign a, a what do you, or a lease? Yes, thank you. You don't even have to sign that. Just put your stuff in there. Start using it. Two hundred dollars a month. And I'm like, that is awesome. Amen. As I'm driving home from the building, as I, as I'm almost home, I get a phone call from the same person, and he feels like, and he says, you know what? I feel convicted that I charge you two hundred dollars. Can I rent it to you for a hundred dollars a month? And I'm like, you better believe it. Yes, and we have prayed for them. <laughs> Amen. And so we start renting this, um, I'll just call it a school bus, since uh, Pastor Shanky dubbed it a school bus here. I'm so hurtful over that insult. No, I'm kidding. I love Pastor Shanky. He's an awesome man. But... Um, and so we started renting this school bus. And so um, as time went on, you know, God began to bless. You know, we had people minister to, and we've had moves of God in this building. And uh, there's been several ladies, not just one lady, but coincidentally in this building, in this building alone, there were several ladies that came in that fit the exact description of this vision that I saw, this lady running across the street into the building, amen, that we were able to minister to, amen, God is good. God knows what he's doing. Amen. As God leads and guides and directs us, amen, we need to follow the leading of a spirit. Amen. As he leads and guides and directs you to give to Christmas for Christ, to be used in the ministry he has for each and every one of you. Amen. I believe God will honor that. God will bless that. And he will move with the miraculous. Amen. Amen. Miracles didn't cease 2,000 years ago. I am living proof that miracles are still alive and well today. Amen. That the Holy Ghost is still alive and well today. That baptism in Jesus' name, amen, washing away of our sins is still for us today. Amen. Amen. A powerful thing. Praise God. Praise God. I can tell of times where we have prayed for people inside the church building and at our jobs where God healed people and worked in people's lives. Amen. Great moves of God, powerful moves of God, of what God has done. I, I remember when I was, um, I, I, I used to be the asset protection manager at Walmart when we first moved up there, and I had my own office, and I had the distinct ability to have other people from the store come into my office, basically saying, oh, you know, there's something wrong with the, the asset protection stuff over here. But instead of doing that, they would come in my office and ask for direction in life and ask for prayer. Amen. I know it wasn't a coincidence that God put me in that position. I could have my very own office, my very own quiet space, if you will, for people to come in and to be ministered to. Amen. I, I remember one particular time um, I was speaking to this janitor 
And, uh, he, you know, he, he was he was saying that he was having this tough time in life and the doctors just uh, said that he had cancer and that and he doesn't know what to do and this and that and the other. And I, I, I told him, like, can I pray for you? And he's like, yeah, you can pray for me. And he's thinking I'm going to pray for him like later on or something. And I'm like, no, can I pray for you right now in the store? Amen. So I prayed for him in the store. And then sometime later he came back to me and he said, the doctors don't know what happened, but they can't find the cancer in my body anymore. Amen. It's a mystery. Amen. And it didn't definitely come from me because it did not. It came from the faithfulness, that step of faith that I took. And God made up the difference. God is the one that healed them. Praise God. But the greatest thing about that is when he stopped me, he stopped me at noontime right in front of the break room to tell me this. The break room is full of people having lunch. The door is wide open. And as he's telling me this, I'm looking out the corner of my eye. I'm thinking, well, this is, uh, th- this is in- interesting. This is coincidental. So I started to tell him of the goodness of God and how God can meet the needs in his life. And I said it loud enough so everyone in the break room can hear me. Amen. Sometimes we got to take uh, the opportunities God has given to us because we don't know what God can do. You know, sometimes we may think it's strange when we are in certain situations or circumstances, whether it's a good one or a bad one, but it's during those times especially that I believe God is in those things. That's why it seems strange. That's why it seems unusual or coincidental because God is in that trying to do a work in that through you. Amen. Whether it's your ministry, your finances, amen, whether, whatever it may be, amen, God is trying to work through you, amen, as he is working in you. Praise God. Amen. When I think of the faithfulness and goodness of God, how can I not be faithful? He has been so good to us and he has protected us and he has made up the difference so many times when we didn't have enough in ourselves. Amen. There has been struggles, but there have also been victories. Amen. But you know what? God is faithful. And many times he is faithful through his people. We are God's hands and feet. We are his mouthpiece. Amen. We are his pocketbook, if you will. (laughs) Amen. We are his people. And as we step out in faith in various areas of life, he begins to step out and make up the difference. Amen. I'm so thankful for North American missions. Amen. I'm so thankful for Christmas for Christ. When we give to Christmas for Christ, amen, 40% of what we give comes back to the district. Some of the money that you guys have given in the last few years have come back to our church. Amen. And it has been, we have been able, amen, to see God move in a mighty way because of those finances. Amen. Because God has met our needs through his people. Amen. Through the faithfulness of his people. Amen. God has been able to do a work. Amen. When we take care of his business, he will take care of our business. Amen. When we do what he has called us to do, amen, he will help us in return. Amen. Because God is Amen. Faithful. God is faithful. Who are we not to be faithful to God? Amen. Amen. Praise God. So with all those testimonies, with all those voices of victory, like I said before, there's probably been more struggles and more uh, deficits and more negative things that have taken place than the victories that have taken place. 
But like I said, when there's a victory that takes place, it makes all up for the rest of the stuff because we see the hand of God in it. Amen. Amen. This particular year has been a difficult one for our family and our church. And probably many of you as well, not just in the last year, but the last two years with uh, the onset of COVID and how COVID has affected so many things um, in our lives. And, uh, you know, I mean, it's just been crazy, just been absolutely crazy. And our family and our church has been no different. It has affected us in different ways as well. But it almost seems like it has been a little bit extra tough of a year, things that have happened that have never happened before or haven't happened in a long time. And it's almost like we have really been going through the fire. (laughs) And you're thinking, wow, you just turned this on its head. All of a sudden, it ain't positive and victorious anymore. It's, It's a Debbie Downer almost. But you know what? Hold on, because there is victory in it. Amen. I'm getting to that. So don't get too depressed right now. <laughs> Amen. But this year has been a difficult one for our family and our church. People have passed away, but both in my family and in the church. There have been physical issues, financial issues, many, many spiritual attacks of different kinds. And that's an entire uh, category unto itself that I'm not going to go into, but heavy, heavy spiritual attacks. Um, our guitar player came down with COVID. He almost died three times. One time his heart did stop and they had to bring him back. Amen. But he's doing good today. So that's a victory. God has blessed him. He's back to almost full capacity. God's done a great thing in his life. We lost our building back in uh, February uh, of this year, that, that school bus that we were, we were in. Even though it was a school bus, tongue-in-cheek-wise, amen, we still wanted to be in the building because it's something that we had all week, amen. But now we're kicked out of the building because they sold the building as we were just renting it. So guess what? Now we're back at the town hall. We're setting up and tearing down just like back in the old days. And that's okay because the work of God is still going on. It's still going forward. Amen. Because God is still faithful. Amen. I have learned, amen, that that, that God is faithful. I have learned that, hey, if he did it before, he can do it again. Amen. I have learned how God brought us up here and the miracles that he performed and the coincidences that have happened amen and because i remember those things and i look back on those things i realize and i know that god is more than able amen it doesn't matter if we were kicked out of our building it doesn't even matter that we've had people pass away that were close to us it doesn't matter that we've had struggles and trials and tribulations and these different things come upon us because god is still in control amen our doctrine has not changed amen our relationship with god has not changed Amen. The circumstances in the physical may have changed, but he has not changed in the spiritual. And as a result of that, amen, we are going to plow forward. Amen. Many of us here today have faced different things. Our circumstances may have changed, but God has not changed. And because God has not changed, you can continue on and know that God has something great for you in the future. Amen. It may not look all hunky-dory right now, but God is still God. Amen. God is still faithful. He is still a good God. Amen. My pickup truck truck died this year. <laughs> Anyways, I know, right? <laughs> I don't know why I threw that in there. In comparison to the other things, it was just a really small thing. But, <laughs> but my pickup truck died, so I had to get another one. But God is faithful. Amen. 
Back in January, and some of you know this, uh, back in January, I had a very severe and debilitating migraine on January 2nd. And I'm thinking, boy, this year is just starting out cream of the crop, isn't it? After the year we had last year, it's continuing on and actually getting worse. Now, now that was my human mind thinking, okay? That was my lack of faith thinking and speaking inside of my head. Amen. We need to understand, you know, some people say, well, just follow your heart. No, don't follow your heart. Not even close. Amen. The Bible says it is deceitfully wicked. Who could know it? Amen. But I was following that heart in the moment because I was dealing with physical things. And because I was dealing with physical things, I was allowing a physical emotion to creep up inside of me. Amen. Until I went into the house of the Lord, if you will, until my focus went back to God, realizing that, hey, the physical realm is not the real world. It's the spiritual realm that is the real world. Amen. And as long as we focus on God, as long as we focus on an omnipotent, omniscient God that holds everything together, it doesn't matter what happens in the physical realm. Amen. But I was still dealing with this thing physically. And so on January 2nd, I I, I came, and normally I usually get these about once every four or five years, and when I get it, I get it so bad, they think I'm actually having a stroke, because mentally I just get debilitated, I can't talk, I can't think, I, I, I can't do anything mentally, I'm just a wet rag or whatever, you know, just something just falling on the floor, you know, just... You know, can't do nothing. And, and so it was very it was very severe. And since they didn't know what it was and I wasn't at home, you know, my wife knows what it is. She knows just to leave me alone. Just, okay, go crawl, crawl up into bed. You'll be a lot better in a few days, you know, as I'm vomiting all over the place and doing all just, oh, just feeling horrible. But I wasn't at home. I was somewhere else. And when someone saw me in that condition, they thought I was stroking out or something. And so they called the ambulance. I end up in the ER, uh, spend all uh, all day in the ER into the night. And they didn't know what was going on until my wife put two and two together and realized, hey, I bet you he's at this hospital. Sure enough, she shows up. I'm in the hospital. And she had to explain to them, no, he's not having a stroke. He's not having a heart attack. He's having this extremely complex migraine. And so uh, the effects of that lasted probably for about a month and a half. Um, I mean, I I was just three sheets to the wind mentally because I was still trying to recover from it because of how debilitating it was. And so we have all these things going on this year. We have having people pass away. We're having spiritual attacks, physical issues. I'm I'm having these uh, physical issues with my migraine. Um, This past summer, we had went down to Texas. Um, My wife was not feeling good. We didn't know what it was until after we got back. But come to find out, she had bronchitis, pneumonia, and diagnosed with Lyme's disease all at the same time. And she had to drive all the way back from Texas because I I picked up a new truck in Texas. Hallelujah. Amen. So I, I couldn't drive her home. So we're driving back separately. And so she had to drive all the way back from Texas with bronchitis, pneumonia, and Lyme's disease, and how it was just affecting her whole body. I don't know how she made it home by the grace of God. Amen. God is faithful. God is faithful. Amen. It has not been a, a, an easy year. And, and there's been other things that have happened even that I'm not even going to go into. Amen. Just difficulties and, and problems and issues. Uh, that have happened in our family, in our church. Amen. But you know what? God is still good. He is still on the throne. 
Amen. And because of the miracles and the blessings that he has performed before, amen, I know that God can bring us through and he is bringing us through and he is doing a great work. Amen. Praise God. One of the uh, uh, general things that, that, that have been happening um, over the last six years is that we've been looking for a building and we have had so many disappointments in our building search. Amen. You know, after a while of setting up and tearing down, it gets kind of tiring after a while. You know, we got to get up earlier and we're there later, you know, and it, it, most Sundays it's about an eight hour day, six to eight hour day between, you know, getting up to load the stuff and, to, you know, for a one, one and a uh, one and a half hour service, six hours of work. But you know what? God is good. And I'm not complaining. Please don't get me wrong. I'm not complaining. I mean, I'm just showing you the reality of it. Amen. And, and, and so just uh, other difficulties, other frustrations with not having our own building and this, that, and the other. And, and so we've been looking for a building the last six years or so. Um, one building we found was a machine shop. It was in our price range, but it was going to take a lot to uh, uh, convert. And we put an offer in and it wasn't accepted. And uh, w- with different difficulties in the negotiating process, we ended up not getting it. Um, there was another building we were actively looking at last year. And it's like, well, this is a great building. It's good size, you know, kind of in our price range-ish. Um, so let's put an offer in on this. Well, we were going to put an offer in on it. The realtor calls back and says, well, the easement by the highway will not allow you to put extra parking spots in, and we needed more parking space. So that kind of shot that deal out of the water. And I was like, oh, my goodness, Lord, bless us, help us, give us strength. Amen. You know, get, get, give, us, get, give us strength for this journey we're on. And so uh, earlier this year, after we lost our building and now we're setting up and tearing down in the town hall, um, another building came up. And I'm thinking, oh, this is so perfect. You know, it's got great visibility, the, the Aqualand building. Great visibility, good size for us. Nice parking lot within our price range. And so I called the realtor back. Um, I think it was on that Monday. And I'm like, I think we want to put an offer in on this building. And she's like, oh, I'm sorry. They got an accepted offer just this morning. And I'm like, oh, it's like popping my balloon, you know. And, uh, and, and so just one thing after another, even this year, and it's like, Lord, what are you doing? But I have also realized God is faithful. Amen. Sometimes he takes us through things just to bring about a victory. Amen. Amen. And he uses all of us that way, whether it's a church planning scenario, whether it's a personal situation in our lives. Amen. God will do a work as long as we hold on to him. We keep the main thing, the main thing, keep our relationship, no matter what it looks like. Because once again, reality is in the spiritual. It's not in the physical. The physical is a facade. Amen. It's a spiritual where it's really at. Amen. That's why we walk by faith and not by sight. Amen. Because we are walking in a relationship, in a spiritual relationship with God. doesn't matter what it looks like all around us. It doesn't matter what the storm is doing all around us. We are still upheld by the right hand of God as we walk with him. Amen. Amen. And so, you know, as of last month, I'm thinking, you know, sometimes you get to this point, you know, the storms come and uh, disappointments come and you almost start to think, well, when's the next shoe going to drop? When's the next bad thing going to happen? And to be totally honest with you, I started to get that mindset a couple months ago because uh, it's like every single month something negative was happening. And it's like, God, what are you doing? 
and you know January I get I, I get sick and in February we lose um, our guitarist comes down with COVID and I'm dealing with that and him uh, almost dying a few times in March we lose our building and it's like every single month like clockwork something bad was happening and it's like God do you want this church in the Manaqua area I'm probably being too transparent right now. I apologize, but my thing was, God, do you want this church in the Manaqua area? Is someone else supposed to take it over? What's going on? And it's like the heavens were brass. And I didn't know, but you know what? The one thing I did know is that God was faithful. Amen. God was able. He was faithful. Amen. He met our needs in the past. And I knew if he did it in the past, unless he gives me different direction, I am to continue on the path that I am on and follow the leading of his spirit. Amen. That can apply to each and every one of our lives. Amen. Once again, going back to giving for Christmas for Christ. I know this is a Christmas for Christ service. Amen. We need to offer up ourselves as a living sacrifice. Whether, you know, the Bible says offer up yourselves a living sacrifice, whether that's in our walk with God, resisting sin, amen, giving of our finances, amen, so he can bless others through our faithfulness, amen. And I purposed in my heart, uh, middle of the year, toward the end of the year, that I was just going to keep walking, even if it was just through the motions, I'm going to keep going, even if I didn't feel like it, even if it didn't seem like anything was going to happen, I was going to keep going. And every month something was happening. It's like I ran out of shoes to drop. I have no more shoes to drop. And after I ran out of shoes to drop, I just started walking through the motions. I'm like, okay, well, it's another day in paradise here. God is still good. He is still faithful. Amen. Well, the beginning of next month, once again, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, oh, what's going to happen this month? As I go to church with a happy look on my face and continue to minister, I'm like, oh, what's going to happen this month? This is exciting stuff. (laughs) Amen. Well, something good happened last month. A little silence for effect. Amen. Toward the beginning of the month, we got a we got a call from um, our realtor, and they said she said, "Hey, there, there's this there's this great building, and guess what? It's a church building. We've never had a church building come up for sale in the entire six years we've been there. How often does a church building come up for sale? Probably in the in our market today, the size of the building, location, and all that. I figured it." probably to be around two hundred fifty, three hundred thousand dollars way out of our price range. And I'm thinking, well, I wonder how much this is going to be. And then she says, it's $150,000. It's got 3,000 square feet. Amen. As a matter of fact, uh, we were talking and it's like, that looks like the Becker's church, actually. It's got the sanctuary upstairs. It's almost exactly the same size. It's got, I haven't been downstairs yet, but it's got like a fellowship area downstairs, a kitchen area downstairs. 
And just a great setup. I mean, I walked through the place. I'm like, wow, this is awesome. Could this actually really happen, especially after the year we've had? <laughs> you know, or, 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 or is this the next shoe to drop? You know, it's going to fall through our hands maybe. And so, uh, you know, we walked through it. And uh, toward the end, um, as I was talking to the realtor, she said, oh, by the way, it's not even on the market yet. I wanted to give you an inside track because this building is going to go fast. They're putting it on the, and this was Saturday or Sunday, and she's, Saturday, and uh, she said, this building is going on the market Monday. So if you want an inside track to this building, you better put in for it. We put in the full price <laughs> of 150 They accepted the offer. Amen. They accepted the offer. And I'm thinking, boy, this is great. This is awesome. Amen. And I am getting ready to close. I see what time it is. But but I'm thinking this is awesome. This is great stuff. You know, after the year that we've had. But at the same time, we still need financing because, you know, at the end of the day, when the rubber meets the road, you got to have money to get something like this. Amen. And that's where our giving comes into play. Don't worry. I'm not taking up an offering for the church. Don't worry. Don't get scared. I wasn't going there. Amen. But we still needed money. Amen. But you guys already gave to us over the last few years as we were North American Missions. And some of the money has come back to us. Amen. So you already gave to us. So we don't even have to take up an offering for that. Amen. But 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 I was thinking, you know, man, my goodness, how's the financing going to work out? This, that, and the other. And so we contacted the UPCI loan fund, and they said, well, we'll check things out. Well, we've contacted them in the past. And, and the last time we contacted them for this building in the spring, they said, well, we can't really do anything right now because your finances are not reconciling with the bank statements. They're off by a few thousand dollars. And they said, you know, even though we're the UPCI loan fund, we still can't do anything legally until you can get this figured out. And we're not accountants. We had, I mean, we're, we're trying to start a church, you know, but we're doing the best that we can. So after we put the offer and after we solidified, we spent the next four days and I, I thought I was going to get a migraine again. But we went through every little detail and we got it to where I thought it was good and I thought it was on. And so we finally shot it off to them. We had not heard anything in the last few weeks since we sent it off to uh, to headquarters. This past Friday, we get an email saying we were approved financing for that building. <laughs> Amen. So we are not going to be setting up and tearing down anymore. Praise God, we've got a building. <laughs> Praise God. Praise God. And all I kept thinking over the last couple of days was the sacrifice that we've had to endure this past year and how God has made up for it. And then some, amen, the faithfulness of God, the power of God, the goodness of God. Amen. But at the end of the day, not only do I thank God, but I also thank you guys. Because part of the payment that enabled us to get the remaining part of the loan was in the form of a $15,000 Christmas for Christ grant. If we had not gotten that, I'm not sure if we would have gotten the building. But we were able to get that grant and apply it to the loan because of people like you guys. 
Amen. You guys had a, a, a say, basically, in if we got the building or not. So I want to thank you guys. Amen. I want to thank the whole district. I want to thank National. Amen. For giving for Christmas for Christ. Because that helped us pull us through in order to get the remaining financing for this building. Amen. We close on January 18th. And we're going to have our service the very next Sunday in that building. Amen. Because of your giving to Christmas for Christ. Amen. Amen. Praise God. I'm I'm not trying to do a promotion video for Christmas for Christ, but I just want to say when we give, amen, whether it's Christmas for Christ, North American Missions, our own local church, amen, we are helping and assisting that pastor, that missionary to be able to lay hands on the sick, amen, to baptize someone, to pray someone through to the Holy Ghost. Amen. There may be something that happens on any given day that you don't even know about, not even just on a Sunday, but on a Tuesday morning at a Walmart somewhere in Monaco or somewhere else where someone is getting prayed for because they have the resources to stay in that area. Amen. There are things that take place on a Sunday throughout the week. Amen. That God is doing a great thing because we have given into his work. Praise God. I don't know if I said this before, but thank you. Amen. Thank you for giving to that. Amen. Because God is doing a work. Amen. Not just in our area, but this area too. There may be that lady or that man, uh, figuratively speaking, running down the road in the midst of the storm who needs the Savior to say, peace, be still. Amen. Maybe some of us here this morning needs the Savior to say, peace, be still. Maybe you've had a rough year, a rough last two years, and you're still waiting for a blessing. You're still waiting for relief. You're still waiting for God to do something in your life or your ministry. Amen. And you need him to say, peace, be still. Well, I know the peace speaker. Amen. I know the God that's got it all under control. The God that is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all we can ask or think. Amen. That is the God that we serve. Amen. I encourage you this morning to stay faithful. I encourage you to keep on keeping on. I encourage you to keep the main thing the main thing because God has not changed. If anything has changed at all, either it's our circumstances or it's us, but God has not changed. We can always go back to where he is and he is still there. Amen. And he is still faithful. He is still the healer. He is still the deliverer. He is still the provider of anything that we need. Amen. And the proof's in the pudding because he provided for us just two days ago. Amen. Just two days ago, I was telling Brother Becker yesterday, I don't think it's coincidence that I'm here on this specific weekend, kind of like that Bangladesh missionary. There are no coincidences. It's too hard to believe otherwise. Amen. It is no coincidence that I'm here on this day, just two days after we got the final approval for that church building. Nobody else, I mean, there's a few people that know about it, but really no other churches know about this. You guys are the first to hear about this because it's so fresh and it's so new. Amen. God's doing a work. Amen. And God is doing a work in every single one of our lives as long as we allow that to happen. Amen. Praise God. Let him work through you today. Let him work through your finances. Let him work through your ministry because God has got great plans. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. I uh, I appreciate when someone can get up here and be transparent. I, I, I love the, the victory stories. I love the success stories. But, you know, 
we don't always live through success stories. Uh, we, if we stay with it, we end up in a success story. But we, we may not be necessarily in a success story today, right now. And more times than not, when I would hear some uh, speaker get up here and, and praise God for great things that he has done, I wasn't there at that point in time. And I hadn't been there for a little while. And I knew it was coming. I knew if I stayed faithful, I would see the victory. But I wasn't there that day. And so it's nice to know that not everyone just lives in, in, in a constant state of victory. I appreciate knowing that. That I'm not the only one that doesn't always have victory every day of my life. God has victory. He certainly does, and He is always good. But the things that happen to us are happening to us for a reason. God loves us. And if we're going through a difficult situation, it's for a reason. We need that to happen. We can't... Brother Adams wouldn't have had the faith to believe God for these greater things if he wouldn't have first saw the faithfulness of God in the lesser things. And so, when we go through these things, it's for a reason. And, wow, thank you so very much. What, a, what an awesome message. What an awesome message of God's faithfulness. Amen. And, you know, we, we give to a lot of different things uh, in the UPC. Uh, we were counting it just a little while ago, the, the different offerings that we give to. It's a, it's a lot of offerings that we give to, to be honest. And I don't think any one of us here is made of money. But the thing is that these offerings go not just to some ethereal idea or, or concept. They go to real people, to help actual people in the field, doing something for the kingdom of God. That's what these offerings go to. It's not, just, it's not just a department that we send this money to. It's to people who are doing something for the kingdom of God. We are affecting the kingdom of God by our giving. And uh, listening to folks like Brother and Sister Adams who come here, other, other missionaries that we've had and will have, uh, these are real people doing something for God. They, they accepted a call of God. They're sacrificing to accomplish the call of God. And so, when God asks of us a similar sacrifice, a sacrifice of time, a sacrifice of finances, we ought to also be willing to say yes to God. We're not living in a, uh, a bus. <laughs> We're not living in a trailer with leaky, leaky all over our head. But we are called to sacrifice. Jesus never promised sunshine and roses all the time. What He did promise was that we will, through much tribulation, enter into the kingdom of God. And it's, it's not a Debbie Downer. It sounds like it, and it, it can't feel like it, but it's not. God is working in us a far more exceeding and eternal weight and glory. God is working things out of us and putting things into us that need to be there. And that's the only way, unfortunately, as a human being, that it's going to happen. 
is through test and trial and circumstance. But at the end of it all, God gets the glory. Because He's the one that's bringing us through these things. He's the one performing the miracles. We wouldn't be here in the first place if it weren't for Him. His saving grace. Praise God. Let's all stand. I'm going to ask that we all come to the front. And while up here, I'm going to ask that we pray. We can come right now. I'm not going to be done talking for a little while. So many springboards in that message. i got to shut my mouth. <laughs> we'll get to it. But right now, right now, I want us to pray. I want us to call out to God and ask Him what He would have us give. We have, some have already grabbed some, and I thank you for that. We have some Christmas for Christ offering envelopes here. Uh, they have dollar amounts already on them. So uh, I want us to pray, seek God, ask what He would have us give. We understand that this is His money, it's not ours. We are stewards of it. So when God wants to make a withdrawal, as it were, He's authorized to do that. He's authorized to make a withdrawal from His account. Money that we're managing for Him. He'll replace it. Don't worry about that. But let's ask Him what He would have us give. Go ahead and try to find, uh, as He speaks to us, Find the corresponding envelope there uh, and do everything we can. Let's have a heart to sacrifice for the kingdom of God. He has sacrificed everything for us. He gave everything to us. We can give him just a little bit back. Amen. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, you are so awesome. You are such a wondrous God. I thank you for the testimonies that we just heard. I thank you for the testimonies of your miraculous power, your saving grace, and your so great faithfulness. Hallelujah, Jesus. The time has come now, Lord, for us to step out, to step out in faith ourselves, as this couple already has and is doing. I pray, Lord, in Jesus' name, that as you speak to us, you would let us to know what it is that we need to give. The amount that you would have of us. We know of a surety, Lord, that you have given everything to us. And that as we give back to you, you will continue to give and bless as we give. We know that the promises contained in the Word of God are primarily, if you will, then I will. If we'll give, you will bless. If we will sacrifice, you will move wondrously. Help us, Lord Jesus, to understand this is your money. These are your bodies. The talents you've given us, they're yours. The time, it's yours. Everything we enjoy, everything we have, we've received of you. I pray, Lord, that for all of us, we would have already given those things back in our hearts. That they would already be on the altar of sacrifice. So that when you do ask, if you do ask, it's already given. We are all a part of the body of Christ. We are all citizens of your kingdom. 
That's what we're here to build. That's what we're here to promote. That's what we're here to advance. Not our kingdom, but your kingdom. We are your servants. Speak to us, I pray. And as we give, bless your people. I pray that you would bless this couple, Pastor and Sister Adams, as they have went, as they have obeyed the call of God, and as they have sacrificed, as they were asked to do, that you would continue to bless them, minister in and through them. Bless the church in Monaco, we pray. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Praise God. If God has spoken to you, go ahead and grab an envelope. If you're still praying, most certainly continue to do so. There are those present here that... just not living in that state of victory today. They're still wondering when that's going to take place. Our brother, our sister. We know in Scripture that the victory is ours. We understand that even when we're going through a difficult circumstance, that it's short-lived. This too will come to pass. But as was said here earlier, sometimes it's really difficult to see that in the heat of the moment. Sometimes it's really difficult to trust in the faithfulness of God when all you can seem to see is failure and heartbreak and disappointment. do our very best to pray for them, to uplift them, to encourage them, to continue to wait on God. When God does move, it is quick. It is fast. If we look at different lives in Scripture, Joseph received a promise over a decade ago wallowing in slavery, wallowing in prison. But in a moment, in just a moment, he went from being a prisoner to the number two man in all of Egypt. It happened just like that. But God had to work things out. He had to get things ready. And when it was time, it was time. So please understand, sometimes we are in a time of waiting on God. Sometimes we are in, a, in a, a situation where we're called to remain faithful in the midst of, well, where nothing, where nothing looks like anything is going to happen. But stay faithful. God will stay faithful. Stay with it. Stay encouraged. At the time appointed, God will move, and He will move wondrously. Amen. Praise God. Thank you so much for ministering to us today. Make sure to get around and greet them. Make sure to shake their hand. I feel like slipping them a 20 or something like that. It's all good. Amen. <laughs> God bless all of you. Make sure to grab an envelope. We're going to have a meal downstairs. Uh, we'll pray for that in just a second. 
I do need to see the board members up here for just a few minutes. I promise it will be very short. Uh, if we can just meet over here in the corner, that'd be great. We're going to pray for the food, and we're going to be dismissed. Amen. Lord Jesus, thank you so very much for the service that we've come out of. Thank you for the goodness of God, the faithfulness of God to us, Lord. We pray for this food that we are about to receive. Bless it to our bodies. Bless the hands that prepared it, that provided. I pray, Lord, that you would bless our time of fellowship, the remainder of our day, to your glory. These things we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Thank you so very much. You're dismissed. Board members, if we can just meet over here for a few minutes.